0: Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about how honor leads to connection. This month, in the month of August of 2022, we're doing a connection challenge. Connecting on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community. Growing deeper in our connection. This week, we're focusing on connecting with God. And one of the principles I want to talk about is that honor leads to connection. Romans chapter 12 tells us to outdo one another in showing honor. Honoring God, honoring people. And so I want you to think about this week. And hopefully this will be a turning point in our life to keep walking in this from this point on. But when we sit down to read our Bibles, when we sit down and we stand to pray, we get still to listen to God, we're taking God into our day. Just having that sense of awe and honor and reverence and respect for him. That honor, that humility of saying, you know what, God, I'm going to honor you right now. Leads to so many good things. just changes the relationship. It changes how we connect with him. To bring that awe and that honor. And we should bring that same thing into our relationships with other people. Just to have some awe and honor for the people around us as well. It's going to lead to greater levels of connection in our life. So we're going to take communion over this today, asking for God's help to help us to honor Him and to honor the people in our lives the way that He's designed us to, the way He meant for us to do this. We're going to be asking for His help with that today. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business and the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. I've got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one, day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month and you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, seemed to jump off the page at me. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I came to the conclusion the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom or teaching or training for how to truly live. And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different way to operate my life. When we make him the source, we make him the center, we do life together with him learning how to rest and how to trust in him and to walk in his ways. But it wasn't always easy all the time. This meant I had to unlearn my old ways, to let go of some old patterns, and to learn how to walk this out, this new way of living. So I just began to document what he was taking me through, the things that he was teaching me. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems coming at us. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Talking about honor today. Every time we take communion, take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep honor and reverence and respect for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. And also what his sacrifice means for us today. So the process we use, we start with about a two minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in first Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or or examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're going over some physical fitness tips, because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today, into every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about, executing these four fundamentals. And bringing some fun and some presence into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ. There's some steps, there's some stages, there's a process we go through. And I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan's probably going to look impossible. We have to be willing to move forward with him rather than being tempted to go back to the way things used to be. And it's learning to put off our old ways and to learn how to walk this out, to embrace this new way of living where we rest and we trust in him. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility because it takes humility to honor. We're talking about honor today. That takes humility. Honor helps to keep us positioned in the light because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass But the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that we get access to all of those good things today. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. Jesus says, he who believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. In there is his spirit and presence and power, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, purpose and grace, time, resources, finances. It's all available. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify the light, we're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us, and it's going to expand the capacity. It's going to build a bigger pipeline where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, imagine the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we got a basket full of our praises to God. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our attention, our words, our meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up? To magnify the light, we can fill up that basket of praise, praising God for who he is praising him for all that he's done in our life, all that he's done for us in Christ, and just spending some time going through who God is. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's more than enough. He's the God of all peace, the God of all joy, the God of all comfort. He is holy. He's the one who makes us holy. Jesus is the Passover lamb. He's the lion of Judah, just going through who he is, just spending some time. That helps us to get into that place of honor. And then we want to go through what he's done for us in Christ. He sent us his one and only son, and he poured the cup of his wrath on his body on that cross. He raised him up from the dead and raised us up with him and seated us together in heavenly places with him at his right hand. Just going through all that he's done for us in Christ. And then what has he done for you personally? Taking some time just to reflect back. What has God done for you personally? Because it helps you to hang on to those things and not lose those things. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to fill up that basket of praise, even in the face of problems, because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could do things our own way. We could fill up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure it all out, bitterness, unforgiveness, doing things our own way. And that's where I have to learn to recognize the symptoms. And one of the biggest symptoms I've learned to pay attention to is where is the pressure? Are we putting pressure on other people? Are we putting pressure on ourselves, beating ourselves up, condemning ourselves? Or is the pressure on God? Are we casting those cares over onto him? Are we leaning on him? Because when we put the pressure on ourselves or other people, it squeezes God out. He can't really go to work. When we put the pressure on him, it's like it squeezes all those good things that he has for us in Christ through us. He begins to flow. He begins to go to work. Some of the other symptoms, just heaviness on the inside. you got the fear and the stress and the worry, dreading things in the future, envisioning worst-case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. It can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things begin to flow. And when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. Then if we ever get off track, because sometimes we miss it. We can turn it right back around, get back into the light again. Just takes a moment. I think it starts with getting more present and aware of those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. We forgive ourselves. We receive that forgiveness from other people. We forgive other people. Then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough. To handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Helping to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process. The weight lifts. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental. That living water begins to flow. He's going to give you direction. He's going to lead you and guide you in your life. we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These are just short phrases or statements that I keep rewriting over and over that help me stay in rhythm with God. I like to start. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I wanna bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the vision or direction or word God gave me for this year? This year, I've been writing every night, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down into the month. What are we working on this month? All of us getting aligned together. This month, we're working on connection. Our filter is prioritize connection. Prioritize connection. And then we're bringing it down into this week. We're talking about refocus. Sometimes we drift off track a little bit. How can we quickly redirect and refocus our attention? Refocus, refocus, refocus. Get back into the light quickly if you ever get off track. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. We started with the big picture, then this year, this month, this week, and I want to bring it all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of him, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I need to do. He's given us that direction and that leading, but sometimes we don't take action. And those things begin to build up on the inside and it blocks the flow of what God's trying to do in our life, blocks our clarity as well. So we write out the plan for the day and then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. And we remember that very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words that we see God speak, let there be light. And so those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning now, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan and full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to make things happen in our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of all those good things he has for us in Christ through us. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. We're talking about connection this month. Honor leads to connection. When we honor people, it helps us to be able to connect with them on a deeper level. Think about what's the opposite of this. To be in arrogance or in pride, it shuts down connection. When we honor people, it leads to connection. Romans 12, verses 10 through 11 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Outdo yourselves in honoring one another. Do not let your zeal subside. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Outdo yourselves in showing honor. One of the concepts we talk about, we've talked about this the other night in our live Zoom on the Connection Challenge, is that sometimes people try to connect with us. We call them bids. They try to connect with us. They throw a bid our way. And we miss those opportunities to connect because we're distracted, because we're too busy, because we prioritize other things. And that is dishonoring when we do that. That's not honoring. When people try to connect with us, let's honor them. When we go to connect with other people, let's do it from a place of honor. When we go to connect with God this week, let's do it from a place of honor. God says, those that honor me, I will honor them. Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. It's all tied into the fear of the Lord. We're asking for your help to bring this honor into our relationships, honoring of you, honoring of the people in our lives, honoring one another, honoring ourselves. It's got to flow through us too. And we'll talk about that in a second here too. We're asking for your help to walk in this the way you intended us to and to grow in it from this point on in our lives. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, just honoring him. He sent us his one and only son out of his great love for us. And If he would do that, how would he not freely and graciously give us all things richly to enjoy? He poured the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. It pleased him to crush him. He was crushed. He was destroyed by God. All of us like sheep had turned astray. We'd all gone to our own ways. But he laid upon him the iniquities and the sins of us all. And by his stripes we've been healed. He restores us. He connects us back to God. Makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. Father, we thank you for this bread. And all that it represents. We ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Give you your bread, he you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant, this blood-sworn oath. Think about this, this blood-sworn oath, this blood-sworn promise that God will be with us, he'll be for us. It's his covenant of peace and love. He's working for our good continually. He never stops. All because of Jesus. So Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right. We talked about that honor has to flow through us in our health and fitness. I want you to think about this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 through 20. You surely know that your body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. The Spirit is in you and is a gift from God. You are no longer your own. God paid a great price for you. So use your body to honor God. So use your body to honor God. We talk about Physical fitness is one of the greatest ways to connect with God, to practice exercising in our faith, to practice tapping into that power that he put on the inside of you, to practice to allowing him to do the work, honoring him with our body. And that's something we can do every day. People say, how often can I work out? But well, you do it as a way to honor him and to connect with him. You can do it every day because he's supplying the work. He's doing the work. He's supplying the power. Let's use our bodies to honor him. Today. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.